The Good Neighbors are finalists in the 2021 Audioverse Awards. Thanks to all of you who voted for us in the nomination phase, we have the chance to win awards in three categories. Head over to audioverseawards.net slash vote or check out the link in our pinned tweet to help your favorite monster hunters become award-winning podcasters. Good Neighbors is up for Best New Improvised Production. Our keeper Leland is up for Best Player Direction, and Andy, Soren, Anna, and Matt are all up for Best Player. If you have the time, please take a few minutes and go show some love for our show. Thanks again to everyone who helped us get to this point, and thanks in advance for helping us go all the way. And now, back to your regularly scheduled Creepy Crawlies. blazing brilliant orb in a dark sky, two days since the Mesmer and the Firebird had been defeated. Briefly, we glimpse it up close, a mass of burning and regenerating flesh. As the camera pans across the surface of Poe's comet, dozens of eyes, hearts, and other organs sprout, moving frantically, and are quickly burnt away. Through a crack in its side, we see wrinkles of fatty tissue, like a pocket of unholy brain matter. Then. A blue spark forms in one of its wrinkles. Then cracks form all across the surface of the comet, blue light filling them. And suddenly, Poe's comet is overtaken by this light. And we cut to the bedside of Dr. Emmett Garcia Chalamet, asleep and facing away from his window. Outside, in the middle of the night, we see the comet burst. Welcome to Good Neighbors, an actual play podcast of Monster of the Week. Hard to believe we've only been uh, doing this for a year now, maybe a little bit more. We're in our fifth interlude. Uh, thanks everyone for coming along for the ride. Hope you've enjoyed everything so far. If you uh, if you didn't, why'd you listen to us for 48 real human hours? Uh, before we get started here, uh, is there anything else that anyone wants to say or plug to the audience? Hey, hey, Leland. Hey. Yes. Yeah. What the I... fuck was that intro? What the fuck? We'll get more into that. Okay, great. Uh, I'm uh, I'm Andy. I play June. You should uh, ch- listen to my other podcasts on the Where They May Radio Network. They're great. They're very gay. I'm Matt. I play Flint O'Hare. Uh, check out the upcoming web series Life's Not Fair. It's looking like it's going to be very interesting. I think we finish filming tomorrow. 
It's a mockumentary web series about uh, working at a Ren fair. Oh, great. I love that. That sounds fun. Uh, my name's Anna. I play Beck Dewey. I have nothing to plug. But uh, yeah, if you've been uh, listening to all these episodes, I I don't, I don't know why. What are you, what are you doing? What are you hey, doing? Can, can I plug something for you? Sure. <laughs> uh, listen to Bring Your Own Mech. Okay, yeah. It's oh. very good. Uh, hey, hi, Reed. Hello. We love you. <laughs> it's very, very good. It's very cool. It's about mechs and and punching things. It's good. It's got a lot of heart. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'd also, I don't know uh, uh, when these will be coming out slash when this thing will happen, but uh, Black Wolves Productions does like interviews every year with their collective members. So I should be doing my second round of that soon. They're doing like sort of that thing with like Billie Eilish where they would interview her every year with similar or the same questions and see how she's changed. So if you want to go over to Black Wolves Productions, check out some of their really cool artists. That's always good. Oh, yeah. Also, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know if I said that. Hi. <laughs> Hello, sorry. Now that we have our well-practiced intro out of the way. Yeah, it's very well rehearsed. Ah, oh, I love an improv show. Did you just say practiced? Whoa, oh, yes. What? Oh, I like to sometimes mispronounce things. If you, if you, if there was a transcription, it should have an S there instead of a, a C. Actice. All right. Anyways. We open at an annoyingly gaudy casino with flashing bulbs and calling dealers overloading all of the senses. It's busy and one table of blackjack has been extremely popular. A middle-aged woman with a slick vest and a beehive hairdo deals out the cards and rakes the chips in. She clearly takes a lot of pleasure in taking the plays for all they're worth. And, uh, Beck, anything else we see in this uh, little scene here? that Beck has borrowed maybe, like, uh, a coat, like, Cassius's, uh, and uh, maybe some uh, cheap pawn store... Uh, chains and rings and is doing their best to look affluent. Uh, uh, and, they... and you borrowed one of Cassius's coats for this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, man about the town. Yeah, the most affluent member of our group. <laughs> June would be so mad that you did not come for like a makeover montage. You have uh, an extremely wealthy friend. <laughs> that's also fair. I just think that Beck might have been like trying to channel cash. Yes, of course, of course, of course. Uh, Beck uh, takes uh, the card uh, that they've been handed by the dealer and they look at it and they go, okay, do you have any twos? What? Do you you have any twos? Do you understand how blackjack works? I, I figured like, if, you know, like it's just go fish with extra steps. Oh, honey. Okay, I'm gonna do you a favor. Uh, and they pass you like a little extra chip. When I, uh, uh, hmm. You know what? Just, just go ahead and keep asking for more. You'll, you'll kind of learn how it works as you go. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, hit me. Lays down a card. Uh, you're still not over 21 yet, but it is, like, darn close. You're, like, 18. Okay. Uh, all right, so I have, like, one of these red hearts, and it says a six on it. Mm-hmm. Do I win? 
No. Okay. Go fish. Are you, is this you? <laughs> the other people at the table are waiting at you, or are like waiting with great fury in their eyes as you are holding up the table as uh, the dealer is trying to like explain the rules to you. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, they uh, say like you know, just stay there, and we'll we'll call it great. And they are they you know pull out like a twenty. And they take your chips and they say, uh, you do not ask me for the cards. You just say, hit me. And what what I give you is what you get. Okay. Okay. This is not go fish. Okay. Are you okay? Yeah. I, you, I feel like maybe. You give I, me the card and then I yeah. get it. Okay. Hit me. To an extent, this feels a little wrong, but okay. Uh, uh, Beck takes the three cards and goes to like put them into her pocket like she's going to take them. Nope, nope, not like that. Uh, can can I ask? I what is happening? I, is this? Am I being? Is my am I punked? Is is the Mister Kuching or whatever here? Oh, you mean like the dude? Where's my car? Seventy show. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Just a night out on the town. Uh, I. Uh, a wealthy uh, relative of mine uh, recently kicked it, uh, so I'm here to I'm here to triple it at least. Okay, do you want like maybe a little advice on how to do any of this? Maybe yeah, how about we work something out? And there are other people at the table are like, "Hey, what are you doing? You should not. We want to play the game. Why are you talking to this person?" And they're like, "Maybe we we'll work something out. I help you out the other tables. We can you know split the profits a little bit." Okay, yeah, all right. You, you want to uh, grab a drink at the bar at some point? Yeah, now seems good. And they take their deck of cards and they, like, spread, like, throw them out in the way that, like, you flick cards all over the table. And they just walk away from the table as is. And the rest of the, the players are like, what the, what the hell? I'm trying to play a game here. And they walk with you to the bar. And they okay. take off, like, their vest nice. so that they're, they don't look like they're working. Makes sense. Uh, Beck orders themselves a cranberry juice, uh, turns to the blackjack dealer and says, Hey, Nils, what's up? Are you kidding me? What's with the song and dance? I, oh, come on. How, how, who, who are you? I, I'm sorry. I've run into like a lot of marks these days. What are you doing? Who are you? I'm, Do we know each other? Uh, you know a friend of mine. Okay. I, Define friend. Do I owe you uh, money? Because you, I do not have it. You know someone uh, that you you didn't swindle and isn't angry with you. Does that narrow it down? Extremely, but still it's like two or three. Okay, okay. which one is it? Uh, uh, Their name's June. Oh, shit. Okay. Why didn't they just like, I don't know, come themselves? What was my voice again? Oh, yeah, it was more like this. Right. <laughs> Oh, and the voice comes out of this same face. Like, they didn't change their form to, like, match, obviously, because they're a skinless monster. Uh, if you recall, for audience, Nils is the shapeshifter from the train episode. Uh, uh, but yeah, they still sound like this. Uh, yeah. Anyways, what was the thing you just said to me? You know a friend of mine, June. And yep. I'm here kind of on a, let's call it a solo mish. Okay. And, um... You're, are you going to try and kill me? No. 
I, I just kind of wanted to ask you some questions. Okay, how much you got? How many questions? A ton. Why did they send you again? No one sent me. I'm, I'm here on my own. I, I just kind of want to... I want to know more about monsters. How like, much money do you have? How much money do I have? Yes. Uh, oh, like, you have, you know, what's in your wallet? Yeah. <laughs> uh, like $50? Is that all you carry on you at any given time? Yeah. It's hard out here, man. I don't get you're, paid for being in a cult. You are a crime fighting superhero. How do you not you got how are you not better with your money? Do you have like a 401k? What are you doing? No, I work at a, I work at a movie rental. And I've been missing a lot of days. Okay, maybe so you gotta talk to someone. Maybe I'll talk to you about your future finances here, because this is crazy. You are a grown woman. <laughs> are you doing <laughs> Are you doing the bit from Broad City, you piece yeah, of shit? Yeah, or they get right. mugs, and they're like, wait a minute, you have no money? Yeah. She's yeah. just a little boy. <laughs> it's my birthday. That has actually what happened to me. Oh my god, that's crazy. Look, Nils, I'll, I'll owe you a solid. I don't know if you know this, uh, but it is very difficult to pay for drugs or... Uh, entertainment with solids. Well, fine, fifty dollars. All right, fifty dollars. Pay up. I'll give you twenty-five up front, and then twenty-five after you answer my questions. I've seen movies. <sighs> okay. Twenty-five dollars. Okay. And uh, they hand them twenty-five dollars. They immediately put it on the counter and order drinks. Okay. Uh. So I don't, maybe don't take this the wrong way, but how evil are monsters? Oh, we're just going for like the big philosophical questions I see. Yeah, what's more important, truth or happiness? Oh God, I don't know. That doesn't matter. I Look, I've been, you know, training to fight monsters and not fighting monsters for like a while. And it's, it's rapidly become a big part of my life. And I just, I kind of, it gets to the point where I need to know that I am fighting a good fight. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. Now, before we get into this clear dialogue you've prepared, uh, I have the question for you. Do you want me to give you an answer you want to hear, or do you want to hear the actual answer? Oh, God, I guess truth is more important than happiness. That's why I asked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, lay it on me. That did not answer my question even a little. Lay, lay it on me, the truth. Okay, thank you. All right. So your question was, are monsters by their very nature evil? Yeah. Okay. Ugh, tough question. Hard to say. Uh, <sighs> do you remember... Uh, the the wacky orange place, the little funhouse, the terrible stuff you went to. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where monsters come from, right? Uh, how to put this? It produces creatures constantly, like it's it is in a constant state of mutating stuff until it makes something, and that thing lives or dies. It's completely random on what it does, what it feels, what it thinks, if it thinks at all. And 
as far as I can tell, I mind you, I did not try to spend a lot of time over here. As far as I can tell, it makes them good or bad or nothing like a bear uh, at the same rate it does here. It's just that, like, <sighs> the things that aren't, like, really cruel, like, don't make it. You know? There are, like, genuine monsters over there, and I say that as one. If you have a 12-foot-tall Godzilla that just wants to walk everywhere and eat everything in sight, the things that aren't willing to kill don't make it. You know? So do you guys come over here just because it's less of a hellscape? We, I mean, yeah, it's a large part of it, right? Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that though everything that comes over is super cool. Like myself, obviously, I'm very, I'm very good and noble here because I'm helping you out. So clearly, you don't have to do anything about me. Uh, it's just that um, when you get over here, if you do, you probably had to kill something to get over here. Like on your way out, or uh, you got like really lucky, or you were one of the terrible guys, and you thought you could make it over here and be something bigger, you know? Um, yeah. For what it's worth on like your good evil scale, I don't know if that's anything. I don't know if that's anything in your world. It doesn't really make a lot of sense here. I watch TV. Yeah. You, gotta, you guys got a lot of TV, though. It's like 10,000 channels on my TV. That's great. That's good stuff. I love the commercials. Anyways. Uh, intelligent monsters, like ones like myself, they're like really rare. There's like maybe urgh, less than 10% of the population of that thing spits out. He's, he's like thinking. You keep talking about stuff being spit out. You, is the place that you come from, is it alive? Uh, yeah, kind of. It doesn't... Yeah, everybody talks, and I know about as much about it as, like, you do about the formation of your planet, right? Yeah. It's... It is kind of alive in that it's, it is made out of skin and muscles yeah. and, like, has blood and stuff in it. Uh, yeah, it is, it is, it's pretty fucking nasty is the thing. Um, but it, I don't think it thinks, because nothing that comes out of it seems to have a plan. I think it's just something that does this thing instinctually, uh, ad infinitum until, I don't know, something bigger, something nastier comes out and, uh, makes stuff like us. And if it doesn't, or if something waits around too long, it gets eaten back up again and made into something new. But yeah. By your definitions, I would call it alive. How do you get from there to here? It's really hard to explain to a human. Um, but like, you can, if you are a, a monster, uh, there is not as much of like a barrier between ours to yours, but getting back is harder, if that makes any sense. Okay. It's, it's like having like a little map in your head of, you know, oh, I know. I got this. So every monster, when they claim a territory, kind of has like an idea of what's in it, right? Mm -hmm. But if you are in something else's territory, you know, and it's it scares the shit out of you. 
because it means something's going to try to kill you soon. When you're over there, you are always in its territory. So you are always on high alert the entire time. So you know when you start to not feel that, you're probably pretty close to just a place where you can cross over, like that weird shed of yours. Wow. Oh, okay. So there are like specific geographical points where the veil is thinner? Yeah, yeah. It, but it's not always like a spot. Like I couldn't go to Yellowstone, jump in like something, and there I am. Sometimes it's like a house or like a well. But it's usually oh. like some kind of thing that has an opening. Huh. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that is that all your questions? Do I get my other money now? Uh, but you said that most of the monsters over there aren't really sapient, so more animalistic. Yeah, uh, things that require less like building are easy to make and are really really common. Like your spiders and all that, crazy common over there. It's a big spider world over here because it just. Little bit, little bit of work, little bit of energy, little bit of meat, got a spider. Hmm. And, and they just don't really think or anything like that. Uh, there are like, mm, mm, like I said, less than, than 5 or 10% of the population are intelligent creatures and could somehow be good or evil. Right. Uh, and then there are like mm, a couple monsters that are above that order of thought, I think, that maybe transcend whatever your thought of good or evil is. And you wouldn't have any vested interest in Mahler monsters coming over here, would you? Are you fucking kidding me? No. Okay. That, so... that thing is spawning out the, the baddest of the bad at any given moment. Low of large numbers, it's going to spawn out something fucking terrible. I think that's maybe what it's planning. If it um, can. Yeah. Listen, I, I've only talked to other people, a couple other guys on the other side at this point. So I, I don't know for certain. I'm not like a big brain boy scholar, man. But I guess I can't just make my brain bigger. Never mind. Uh, the point is, is that it's not planning something big. I don't think so. It's just like this ball of stem cells of hate, you know? It's mm. just angry and hungry and intense all the time. But one day, it's going to make something by random fucking chance that is, like, really bad. And... Uh, I don't want that around because, like, not like I give a shit about you guys or anything like that, but I give a shit about Numoruno over here, and I don't need to get eaten by, you know, a little god guy. <sighs> so with that all that, sense? yeah, with all that being said, you have any idea how to, like, close the gaps? Cut us off? Investigative mystery. Oh, shit. Uh, I rolled a nine, and I would like to use luck, please. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, on a nine? Yeah, I mean, on a 12, yeah. Uh, you get two questions. What happened here? What sort of creature is up? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? And what is being concealed here? M maybe... What can hurt it? Uh, hmm. You know what? 
Yeah, yeah. I think I think what can hurt it. Mm, it is a little hard to explain. There is one thing I know that genuinely interacts with it, and it's like the most terrifying thing that ever comes out of there. Um, it is. I imagine, I, I like it, it. You know, gigantic. It's hard to fully fathom or whatever. But I imagine that place kind of like a big old brain, right? Um, like it's this big central nervous system doing all these things, making a bunch of random, not random, but instinctual commands to, to produce shit, to make little master babies. So how do you interact with a big old brain? What is one thing that can like really interact with it on something on that scale? Uh, is the thing it makes the fewest of, and that is psychic monsters. There are very few, if any, there's like, as far as I know, there have maybe been 10 psychic creatures to ever come out of that place. Okay. And in theory, any one of them could, uh, like, connect with it. Does that make any sense? And that can be good or bad. They could make it just, like, burn itself out or something, or eat itself or something like that. Or it could decide when connected to this thing, to start spawning whatever monster it can dream up, you know? Does that make sense? Like, yeah. it could just make it, if, if, like, a psychic creature connected its brain with it and was strong enough, like, it can't just do it whatever willy-nilly, might spawn, like, an army of skeletons or whatever to, like, walk on over here and burn the whole place to the ground, you know? Yeah, I mean, that would suck. Yeah, yeah, but, like, worst, you know, better, better scenario is to not do that. Or just really the yeah, that's true too. Uh, I don't know if this is necessarily good or bad, but we have heard tell, you know, some of us get talking, that one of the psychic creatures is a good guy now. Huh. And maybe you should be less afraid, but I just dislike the idea of any of them existing for a lot of reasons. Yeah, makes sense. Sounds like a war zone over there. Yeah, it's not good. You can't go, like, ten feet without something trying to eat your fucking feet. Uh, and then my other question is, what happened here? Maybe, in what way? In Maybe in terms of, like, how was this big brain created, or where did it come from? Mmm. I... I don't know necessarily how to answer that, because... In, as far as we know, it doesn't have, like, a memory thing, and we don't get those memories, but I do think it memorizes whatever it eats um, in some weird way. I think, you know, it has been around for as long as people have been around, or, like, the planet, your, your world has been around. Like, it just has always existed in the same way that everything else has. Um, I, I'm sorry, I wish I had more information there. It's just that... Any of us who have ever survived, there, there's like little pockets of people of monsters that talk to each other. We have like a, a a dark web forum board that we use sometimes to get to know each other and all that stuff. And everything, it sounds like it is more of like a force in the universe than um like a like a person or something that was created by anything. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's the best I can do for you. No, this is this has been great. Uh, I think Beck, uh, like gets off of their bar stool, 
hands Nil the $25 and, like, reaches out their hand. Uh, thank you. Really, Nils. You didn't really have to do any of that, but I appreciate it. Well, yeah, I kind of got the implication that you weren't going to kill me for one, and that if a big bad uh, uh, Godzilla came out of there, uh, you were going to try something, so I didn't have to, so. Oh, yeah, you're just pragmatic till the end, and their hand is still out, waiting to be shaken. I am very nervous to touch your hand. I don't got cooties. Oh, well, when you say, when you put it like that, <laughs> and they, they shake your hand. Yeah, Vector shakes her hand kind of like clasps their overhand over Neil's hand and then leaves no comedic right, joke goodbye, hand sweetie. buzzer <laughs> does Nils have the fucking move net friends they do uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah they have a little internet circle where they talk with other uh, uh, intelligent monsters That's so you gotta find them somehow uh, it's hard to have friends when you're like this <laughs> also, when you're terrible, uh, none of them actually like each other. This is like a bunch of gamers who all get on one place to like talk shit to each other. Mm. All right. The most toxic yeah. Discord server. Oh, God. <laughs> As you uh, walk out of the place, uh, we see uh, Nils don their vest again, uh, and they start. They crack their their many many knuckles, and they sit back down and start wheeling, wheeling and dealing. We cut to a pretty empty funeral parlor. It's clean, but undecorated, save for a clearly uncomfortable mortician putting coffee in a side room. Uh, the place is deserted. We see a closed, cheap casket beside a podium and an obnoxiously large and detailed portrait. Cassius, what did J.J. Halliday look like? Uh, I think he's every poor man's idea of a rich man, so like... <laughs> <laughs> like an ascot and probably like a, a sea captain's hat. Uh, <laughs> oh fuck! He's I don't know how like we've ever talked about a millionaire before. from Gilligan's Island. <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch of class rings from schools yeah. he never went to. Yeah. <laughs> like if you collect them, it's more prestigious. I've earned these rings. Um. But yeah. Uh, anyways. <laughs> the place is empty as you arrive. Uh, any anything else of note that you think would be weird here? Um, no, I think that's basically it. That's uh, the 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 basics. Just very barren. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I'm still talking like Nils. One second. <laughs> uh, la, la, la. uh, no one is here. Uh, aside from the mortician, who clearly was expecting people to show up, and no one did. Did you arrange for this to be here? Uh, just visiting? I think Cassius just saw it in like the paper. I don't think Cassius really knows who set this thing up. He just kind of probably mm. assumes it was part of like JJ's last will. Mm. Um, okay. But I think, yeah, Cassius just kind of saw it in the obituary section. The uh, kind of sheepish mortician does come over to you to be like, oh, excuse me, sir. Is there anything I can get for you? Did you... Did you know the deceased? Uh, yeah, yeah. A uh, long time ago, but... Um, no, I'm alright, thanks. Okay, I'll, I'll give you your time. 
I think, they walk out into a side room. Uh, yeah, I think Cassius is just gonna walk up to like the front row and kind of sit down. I, are there seats? I imagine there's kind of like yeah, there's a bunch of seats, seats and none of them are filled. Yeah. yeah, and Cassius is just gonna go up to the front row and kind of sit up there and kind of like sit for a few minutes to see if anyone else comes in. Um, but if no one else does, I think he's just gonna pull Gert from his like. Again, again, just sort of makeshift, uh, what's it called? Papoose. Papoose. It is, yeah, his blazer papoose. Uh, I like to think that the mortician did not respond to that at all. Saw, saw a girl in your jacket, but, hmm. I'm a mortician, I'm just as weird. Yeah, she's, she's my thing, you know? That's my, that's my thing. Don't question it. Um. But yeah, I think he's just gonna sit up there and kind of like put her on the uh, uh, seat next to him. Just kind of be like, ah. so this is the end of the great JJ Halliday. <sighs> I think after a short amount of time, he's going to. I'm gonna try to use sensitive. I'm gonna be like, maybe. Maybe I could talk to him one last time. Uh, go. Uh, yeah, go for it. I'm going to look down at Gert and roll a four. <laughs> nice. Smart experience. Hell yeah. You, your mind starts to look out into the world. It's really broad and hazy. You can feel yourself kind of lose focus like um like when you walk into a room and forget why you're there why you open the door in the first place you can feel this like instinctual urge to bite this instinctual urge to clench your fist and you hear just breathe breathe it's okay are you okay? I think so. You uh, look down and see that you're holding Gert's hand kind mm. of instinctually. That clenched fist of yours uh, has wrapped around her little porcelain hand. Is there something you needed to say? I'm just going to pick her up and like sit her on my lap. Just be like, uh, you know, Gert, I've been doing a lot of running in my life. You know, JJ was the first person that taught me how to do that. Uh, he, he always told me, um, that it's better, like, better to be the one who runs. Because people will just, like, um, you know, you get too attached and, uh, Everyone's going to abandon you sometime, so it's just better to sort of, like, not get too attached and um, <clears throat> move on as soon as you feel like um, you are getting like that. And, uh, well, I've been doing that for a long time, Gert, and you're the first person who came after me when I ran. You're the one I saw first, Bill. 
why? Like, why me? I mean... Like, did you know... That I needed you, or... <clears throat> you know, like... like feeling. <sighs> JJ acted like he was helping me. You know? I was young and, and impressionable. And, uh... He always acted like he was teaching me and, and, and taking me under his wing. Um, but the more I think about it, the more I start to think that maybe he was just using me for my access to prize lobsters. Um, mm. Yes, of course. And uh, maybe I was just another cog in one of his cons and I just... How do I know that you're not... How do I know I'm not just a cog in your con? You know, like, how do I know that you're not just using me? Because I think we're the same. You're the one I saw first, Bill. I... I think I know that pain all too well. Powerful things will take advantage of you if they can doesn't have to be human. You may have um, seen me first. I, I, you've seen a lot of me. But I haven't seen much of you, Gert. I don't think. It's not a lot I'd like to show you. I'd still like to see it. I think maybe... Maybe I'm ready to see it. Are you sure? No. Good answer. Um. Okay. You close your eyes for a second and you start to drift a little bit. You see this primordial ooze, this... Not too long ago, you made the same mistake uh, of opening up your mind when you weren't ready, and you saw this cluster of flesh and organs that would sprout new life and kill it in the same instant. You could see this, like, terrible, like, mystic energy run through it like blood, uh, and you see, like, little hands claw their way out only to be strangulated and destroyed. You see eyes open from their perspective in an orange dark sky. You hear crying and screaming and roars all the bound. You see what looks like a baby crawling across the ground. With a little with blood covering its entire body, it skips ahead. You see, or you hear laughter, and it's oddly familiar. You see creatures destroying one another, trying to, in in this great power struggle, 
all these massive things, the stuff of nightmares ripping into one another, or, or like simply looking at another thing and watching it disintegrate or lose its mind. We see Gert crying as this little gestated thing, this new life, in what looks like a toy store. We see uh, a haggard woman uh, who is constantly putting these like little etched runes on toys that she packages and sends out across the world. These new designs that have little protections in them all across the world. And we see uh, in all these children's bedrooms, these little toys that keep the boogeyman at bay. These little things, these little wards, just to note that children get to know that they're safe because they can hug it and they know that that monster isn't going to cross the threshold anymore. And we see Gert, this angry little twisted thing, uh, start to wreak havoc for a little while. We see things fly off the shelf. We see her escape through a window. We see her uh, cross from house to house with this uh, strange psychic energy start to give people nightmares in their sleep. She haunts things around them. Uh, we see plenty of people uh, unable to sleep the next morning crash their car as they fall asleep in their car. We see any number of terrible mishaps caused by an angry, confused little thing finally get captured by this toy maker put into a doll. This strange magic she works with her fingers places her into this twisted thing and uncertain of what to do tries to put protections on it and by accident it is sold. She loses her job at some point. Someone comes in to clear out her stuff in her, toy, her little toy making setup and is sold. And Gert passes from person to person, again angry, trying to work little little punishments into anyone she comes across, until eventually she's put in a dumpster and left there forever. Days and nights go by until she starts to feel lonely. We see the sun begin to dye her porcelain features a little bit of a burnt orange. And eventually, a dog, ruffling through the trash, pulls her out. Next thing we know, she ends up in a, uh, a little auction where she passes from person to person over and over as people think, ah, very interesting, but ugly, smelly, gross. Pass her on. And then someone is asked what value this doll has. And someone tells her she has it, but is scared of her, rightfully so. And then she continues to pass from person to person for a little while longer, curious about it. People try to just ship her off, try to put her in the trash, and she doesn't want to be there anymore. She can hear people laughing. It feels good when people laugh around her. When people think happier thoughts, she can pick up on them. And it's nice. When people are excited for things, she starts to feel excited too. She thinks, I could have that. I don't like making people feel angry anymore. It doesn't feel good. And she starts twisting little things all over the place until suddenly she falls out of the trash again, is picked up by a janitor, is 
thrown somewhere else and every little which way she drops from place to place to a car to a dump truck to uh, any number of things until she ends up in a little house where you find her again she thinks this could be it this could be the one I might have something they might understand me because they could feel the minute you walked in something was off with you that you looked at yourself like you were dirty she knew how that felt and you picked her up one time and you didn't put her down and you wake up wow um yeah I think you and I are uh, a good match Gert I know I'm glad you found me me too you know sometimes you messed up Go ahead. <laughs> uh, sometimes I think about um, JJ, all that, those things he told me about, you know, people abandoning you and, and, and all that shit. And all that shit he used as an excuse to hurt people and manipulate them. I think that I might have been one of those people he hurt, even if I didn't realize it. Then I also think... Um, all that he taught me <laughs> and all that I used it for to hurt other people and I think about that sometimes and now I'm thinking maybe you think about that too all the time and now I'm thinking maybe um, you and I could work together a little bit Better, because now I see you too, and I know that you and I are working maybe towards the same thing, and, um... Well, I see you too now, Gert. I think. I'm glad you see me. <sighs> I don't know what else to say. Just that... I, I kind of knew something bad was going to happen here, so I thought this would be a good place to go, to try and, and fix things. I think um, we can't start fixing things until we stop trying to destroy ourselves, maybe? Um, so, maybe uh, it's time to stop thinking about the harm that we did and say goodbye to our past. So we can, you know, like step forward into new things. I'd like that. I think Cassius is just going to pick up Gert and like uh, slowly walk up to the coffin. And... Uh, He's going to be like, all right, well, JJ. 
Time to say goodbye. And I think Cassius is gonna like reach forward with his hand and uh, try to lift the coffin lid. Uh, he is there. Nothing but himself. Not dolled up in any way. Just dead. Unfeeling. Not loving anything. Not being loved by anything. He died being nothing. But that doesn't have to be you. Well, buddy. I hope you're boiling with the lobsters in hell. But I forgive you. And he's going to close the lid. And steal uh, a carafe of coffee. (laughs) And uh, leave. The door closes. With a little bell ring.